Hi, Nat. Welcome to Beyond the Tea, Beyond Tea with Chai podcast. Wow, how I fuck up my own podcast? That's crazy. We were just talking about nervousness. And here I go, murdering the whole name of my brand. Wow. Hi, Chai Tea. How are you, my love? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. So not to get off topic, not off topic, but I have to highlight that you're literally in paradise right now. Literally. And we'll get we'll get into that a little later. But like, shout out to you for just picking up and being like, I'm out of the cold. I'm, I'm not dealing with this. I'll see you guys in the summer. Or maybe not. <laughs> I'll see you guys yeah. via Zoom. Like, it is what it is, right? So we'll get started with some very lighthearted, would you rather questions. So the first one is, would you rather never get angry or never be envious? Um, never be envious. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like you can get angry for different little things. And it's more so like a, um, like a less harmful feeling for me. Um, being envious, it means for me that I'm lacking something. That I wish that I had something that somebody else has. And that I'm not capable of like having it or doing it or, or something else. To me, that's uglier. No, I agree with you. There's definitely some like evilness associated with being envious. And I would consider being angry like a healthy emotion, right? It's just part of part of life. So would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? 500 years into the future. <laughs> why? Interesting. Yeah, why? Um, because the past is the past and it's there for you to like learn and i would rather go to the future to see what we have done with the world and do you feel like uh i guess do you have faith that the world would be a better place in 500 years um not really i feel like it's gonna be very different than it is now um i always think about the jetsons do you remember the cartoon yes (laughs) i always think that the world is gonna become like the jetsons and in a way it's cool but at the same time, I love nature. And I feel like at some point, humanity is going to drive the world dry. And a lot of things are going to be artificial. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I watch a lot of cartoons, right? Because of Noah. I, I know them all. Name them, I know them. And a lot of the movies have that sort of message and that kind of like... Um, that's where we're heading. What do, you, what do you call that? Like, there's a literary term for that. Like, when you can foresee what the future is anyway (laughs) a lot of them have that like the Lorax has like you know people paying for air for fresh air yeah uh having fake trees you know Wally was like a really big one and I feel like Wally is like super underrated like nobody talks about that but like that is like probably one of the most shocking to me right uh, yeah. Even watching it as a kid, I was like, shit, like, this is where we're headed? Not like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want this. Yeah, um, that's I would like to, like, get a get a glimpse of how it is. Yeah. Okay. So you prefer a glimpse, not to be fully immersed there. into the future. Yeah. I like it here now. Okay. It's good. Gotta live in the present. So would you rather be chronically underdressed or overdressed? Uh, underdressed? Um, because I don't really care about clothes. So the less clothes, the better. 
Fair, fair. That is a fair answer. I thought that one was interesting because they used uh, the word chronically, and I was like, "Wow, is it really that serious?" Like- <laughs> I would rather he's gonna be that serious. I'd rather be underdressed, and I'll get the f out of you. Can I curse here? Yes, <laughs> you can. You can. We are allowed to to curse. Um, when I get passionate, I curse a lot. No. Hey, and that's what we want. We want passion. We want raw. We want real. Give it to me how you want to give it to me. Whoa. No pun intended. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll get started with the questions that I have. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Like we know that you're an entrepreneur, that you help other women, you know, kind of feel confident in their body. But what what got Natalie to that point? Like, what got you there? So I was in college when I started my fitness journey, um, probably like three semesters before I graduated. I was going to college for broadcast journalism. I graduated um, during that time. I got fully into fitness because I was very uncomfortable with the way that I looked. I tried doing cardio a little bit here and there. I hated it. Um, and then I got introduced to weight training, resistance training, and I fell in love with it. I loved how my body changed and I started sharing my journey on social media. A lot of people started asking me how I did it, if I could help them, and I started tapping into it. And I decided to become a personal trainer a semester before I graduated college. As soon as I graduated, I was like, that's it. I am becoming a trainer and I haven't looked back. I had different jobs when I was in college to be able to pay for it. And I remember uh, the last one that I had was at Eva's Supplement. And I, it was very strategic for me. I've never told this story to anybody, but I did that very strategically because while I was studying to get my certification to be a personal trainer, I knew that Eva's had a lot of like trainers, people that own gyms, and I had to put myself in that environment. I was like, if I'm going to become a trainer, I need to be around people that are the same way. So I actually got um, a job in the kitchen part as, um, as a cashier. And I loved it because I got cool with so many people. Um, and at some point after I got my certification, one of the um, clients that will always come, the customers, um, he was the manager at David Barton Gym in the West Village. So I told him that, hey, I am getting my certification. Can you get me a job? Whatever, whatever. And he helped me out. So I was my first and only gym that I worked for. I was there for three or four months. And on December 25th for Christmas Day, we received an email that said, we went bankrupt. You guys are jobless. After I got that email, I had two options. I could go to another gym or I could tap the waters and do my own thing, which I really wanted to do. But I was really scared. And it's crazy because a few of the client, the, the trainers at Debbie Barton went into depression. Some of them were like, you're never going to survive as an independent trainer. Might as well just go to Equinox or something else. How did it feel hearing that? Like somebody telling you, oh, like maybe that's not a good idea. I love to challenge people. Um, I'm a challenger. I'm a, I'm that kind of like rebel child where I'm like, you tell me something. I'm going to be like, I'm going to prove you wrong, even though I'm fucking scared. <laughs> but I just want to prove you wrong. And I was like, and I've always been aware that people's reality are not mine. And I said, I'm very young and I'm still in my mom's house. Why don't I try it out? And fortunately, around the same time, I had like four clients at David Barton and three of them hit me up, said, I have a gym in my building. Can you come train me independently? And I was like, you know what? This is what's going to happen. 
That was your confirmation. It's been six years and I haven't looked back and I don't ever want to make a resume again. I don't want to work for anybody else. And I'm here doing my best. (laughs) I mean, going back to my initial comment, like you're in paradise paradise right now and you're still working. You're still training people. I'm training my clients. I'm still doing my 30-day programs that you're in it. Um, Yeah, I'm still coaching my one-on-one people and I love it because my clients are so supportive. So I have a few questions about what you said. So you were studying broadcasting and journalism and like three months before graduating, you decided, okay, I'm just going to be a personal trainer. Like, did you ever feel, or I guess, did you ever have to explain to other people like why you're doing that? You know, cause I'm just thinking like from the perspective, let's say from your parents, I know my mom would have been like, what? what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going to do that if you're studying this? And I've had friends who have made that, you know, that transition to other industries that have nothing to do with what they studied and their families are kind of just like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, like, why are you doing this? Um, And I feel like it's so common within uh, families of color to have that reaction. So like, how did you navigate that? Or maybe you didn't, but like, how was that for you? Um, so my life is pretty interesting. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a mixed kid. My mom is Dominican. Uh, my dad was white, Jewish white. And I was raised mostly by my dad. And my dad was able to really open up my mom's mind. So my mom has always been very supportive and very open-minded. Um, so at the beginning, she was like, if that's what you want to do, <clears throat> follow your dream. Like as long as you're not starving or just unhappy my mom just wanted me to be happy so she took it very well my grandmother till this day she doesn't really tell me anything but she tells my mom that she's worried that I don't have a nine-to-five that I don't have anything solid but my mom always tells her that nothing is really stable in life and even someone with a nine-to-five which I've had you never know what what could happen right I mean like you mentioned before not like yeah you know so it's just pretty much my grandmother. My sister always wanted to see me on TV. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And she has always said that I was the one que le iba a sacar a la miseria. So, <laughs> so those like- listeners that don't speak Spanish, she's just said that her sister would always say that she's the one that's going to take the family out of the misery, which I find hilarious because this is a Spanglish episode. So there's going to be a lot of Spanish mixed with English but I will we will help you guys follow along um that is hilarious I love your sister but she was concerned she was like well you were supposed to be on tv being a reporter um but after she has seen me I guess on social media seeing what I do seeing how happy I am she's convinced that I'm still gonna make it and she's so supportive my my siblings are very supportive and I haven't had a hard transition honestly That's awesome. That's beautiful. That makes me happy too, because it's like, you know, it gives people, like you said, your dad was able to help your mom kind of open her mind a little bit. And it kind of, it gives people hope, you know, like to just sit and have that conversation. Like, Hey, you know, if you support me through this, it can work. And if it doesn't, then we try something else. But like, you know, it's that thing. It's that gamble. What if it works? What if it doesn't? We won't know. And if it works and you blow up, then you're welcome. <laughs> like It happened. So what inspired you to take your your business around the world with you? Um, I've always been a traveler. I got it from my parents. They both 
my dad passed away when I was 14, but he always used to travel. My mom, also a traveler. Um, so it's it's in my family. We travel a lot. And I've always, I'm a free spirit. <laughs> I love freedom. And I love just, I've never really had a, this is going to sound really fucked up, but I never really had a stable childhood. I was raised by my dad and him and my mom and him divorced when I was five years old around there. And we started moving around. He took custody of us. And we started moving around. Every year, we would move to a different place in the Dominican Republic. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it, it was pretty unstable. I had I went to very a lot of different schools. I always had to change friends. And now that I'm an adult, I like the instability. I guess in a way. <laughs> um, I guess I can. I like that I can go anywhere home. It's me. It's where I make it. Um, and then Oof, I always- <laughs> that was deep. That was really deep. I'm gonna highlight that. Home is me. And I highlight it because for me, it's something that I guess I'm still searching for. Like, I, I also had a pretty, like, uh, active, I guess, childhood in the sense that I also moved around a lot. So I didn't really know. I never had a place where I was like, wow, this is home. Uh, and even where I live now, I'm just like, oh, it's nice. It's beautiful. It's convenient. But it's not my home. Um, and I always go back to like, oh, you know, I want to own a spot in Dykeman, like whether it be a whole building, a condo, whatever it is, I just want it smacked in the middle of Dykeman. And people are just like, girl, you are fucking crazy. First of all, I don't have, I don't really, like, yes, maybe I want a house some, some, sometime in my life when I decide to have a family, but it's not really like one of my dreams. I do want to be by the beach, but I'm not like, oh, I really want to buy a house like this or like that. Right. It would be super nice. But I know that home ultimately is wherever I feel good. That's a beautiful thing. You know? So walk us through a day, one of your busiest days. Monday, my favorite days. Um, I get up at 530 in the morning. I make my bed. I well, I stretch lightly in my bed. <laughs> um, I express my gratitude. So I say whatever I'm grateful for for the day, for waking up, for being able to breathe, for being able to move. Um, I make my bed, I go to the bathroom, I meditate. I drink water, I meditate, I journal. I have my crystals sometimes. I have tarot cards and sometimes I pull out a card, not all the time. Um, I used to drink coffee, not anymore. Um, but now I just drink water in the morning, sometimes my greens. Um, what else? Then I start training my clients. If I'm hungry, I'll eat. I'm not really hungry like at 6 a.m. <laughs> so I'll start training my clients. I usually have one or two sessions before um, our workouts. So at 8 a.m. I have our live workouts, 30 minutes. Then I have another client. Then I have breakfast. Um, Monday, I have to remember. It. Um, then I finish my sessions at 1 p.m. on Mondays. And then I usually have a break from 1 p.m. to like 5, 5.30. And I do whatever I want unless I have stuff to do like um, figure something out for the next program or check my clients. Um, I train people online, not virtually, where I send them like their their workouts every month, their meal plans, etc. So I check on them and how they're doing. Um, if I have to do a client's program, I work on that. Now that I'm here, sometimes I go to the beach. I go on walks outside. I love going on walks. I'll grab some lunch and then I have evening clients from 5.30 or 6 to 7. And then at 7, I have our one-on-one coaching group calls. And that's it. And then I have dinner. <laughs> that is... And sometimes between that, I get, I, I get on Instagram. I go on my stories a lot. <laughs> I, 
document my life. So you said that you have some, what are the services that you offer in total? Like we know you do the monthly challenges, you have your private clients. I have my one-on-one clients that now I train virtually um, via FaceTime. It's an hour session and they're one-on-one. And I also coach people um, in charge over the uh, their programs and their meal plans every month. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good variety of, of services. Like, yeah, because you fit, you cater to a variety of different people, like in terms of like different audiences, well, like, you know? Group. Yeah. Yeah. Even communities, so. people that like just personal time. Right. And people who are just anything to do with me and I'm fine. (laughs) You have those people text me all the time. And I'm like, okay, you can text me. We can, we can voice message. That's cool. That's so cool. So self-motivated ones. Those are the what? The self-motivated ones. That's cool. I respect it. You know, I, I need community. I need people to like, really like do it with me. And that's why I love, absolutely love the live videos and I love watching even when I don't get to do them live like I feel like you're doing the workout with and it's weird because it always lines up with like how I'm feeling in the moment and you'll just verbally say it and I'm like wow like how does she know that you know why Um, because I set my intentions before those workouts when I meditate in the morning I always set my intentions for my sessions for everything that I do. And I want people or my clients to receive whatever from me they need. That's beautiful. You're such a dream. I can't, I can't, I can't do. You're just so amazing. So what's the craziest thing you've heard regarding fitness? I know the other day you posted, yeah, you posted on your stories, like, oh, tell me what's the craziest thing you've heard about fitness. Um, what is, I guess your top, your top three, give me your top three. All right. Um, my top three, the first one is, um, don't eat any carbs. Carbs are bad for you. That is like the one that I hate probably the most, well, probably the one that I hate the most because it's, it's a macronutrient, meaning that our body needs it in large amount, just like protein and, and good fats. So that baffles me. And I'm like, you don't need to eliminate your carbs to lose weight kills me um the second one would be that lifting weights or or building muscle gets you like a man kills me also because it's so hard to build muscle and women always want to look toned and the only way for a woman to look toned is to build muscle because that would help you burn fat and that will give you the uh the whole toning look so it bothers me when a woman is afraid of that because men or other women are like, you're going to look bulky if you lift. Um, and then the third one would be... I love the voiceover. That's great. <laughs> the third one will be that also kills me. Um, don't eat fruits because they're high in sugar and they'll make you fat. And it's really sad because the same people that would tell you do not eat fruits are the ones that would tell you have this gummy, this vitamin gummies or, or have this fake thing or drink this fake... Um, smoothie or protein thing with artificial sugar and it's like fruits are like gift for us and it has fibers and minerals and vitamins and your body needs it actually and it will help you poop so don't stop eating stuff those those three and that's a message don't stop eating your fruits don't listen to people telling you not to lift weights because you're gonna look like the rock as you take steps and eat your carbs in moderation in moderation Uh, And I think that's like one of the things that has also had me like totally on board with you because you've been so transparent with us. It's like, 
okay, you can eat, you can eat anything, right? But make sure it's in moderation and that you take into account if you had two slices of pizza for lunch, you're going to have a salad for dinner. You're not going to have wings and fries. Balance it out. It's all about balance. Life whatever, is about whatever balance. balance, it's for you because people need to understand that balance looks different for everybody. Just finding your balance. Hear that? Find your balance. <laughs> so my final question, and then we're going to go to the subscriber question. Was there ever a point in your journey that you thought, damn, like this shit is hard. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Or do you have, like, did you ever have that feeling at least once or multiple times? Like In my entrepreneurial journey or in my fitness? Both. Um, in my fitness journey, I guess a lot, yes. Because we, more, more so before than now. Because um, I used to be very obsessed with the um, image or the idea of how I wanted to look. Like the vision that I had for myself and realizing how long it would take and realizing that it's 60% genetics and your body looks how it's supposed to look no matter what you do also. Um, it was like, oh, this is taking so long and this is very frustrating. And that's when I realized, you know what, this is something that you have to do for the rest of your life and it's consistency. Um, so I guess just adapting the idea that it was part of my identity now made it easier. But definitely, yes, if it's, you're all, I feel like in any journey, you'll doubt the journey or like you have a little fear and that's normal. And I always say that think about like you're being the driver, you're in the car and then fear it's not right next to you. You can either let fear drive the car or you can let it be the, uh, the co-pilot because fear, it's part of you. You need it. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, you know, but it depends on how you use it. Mm -hmm. So I always say just I'm going to keep going it's just about just willpower and consistency when it comes to my entrepreneurial journey um i guess at a time when i realized that i was having money mindset mentality lack of money mindset mentality um it was a little scary when i realized that i wanted to do so much and thinking i don't have like specific salary i'm not like my friends are like trying to buy houses and whatever so it was like maybe a little fear of would i always make it would i always be okay um would i get to a point when i'm older that i won't know what to do um but the way that i started working on it it's that i'm shaping my destiny in my life every single day and that i create my reality and that's the way that i drive my life i create my reality and the more I try to help people, the more the universe helps me back. And I'm a firm believer that as long as you stay positive and you stay strong in who you are, you're going to make it. And I always say that the worst thing that can happen, because I always think that there's two what ifs, a positive and a negative. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is that I just get a nine to five in McDonald's or anywhere else. And I, I wouldn't be ashamed. I wouldn't mind cleaning a house to get money. I would do anything. Um, so if that's the worst thing that can happen, then that's not even that bad. So to me, in this um, case, the worst thing that can happen is me not getting the body that I want and the energy that I wanted and me not pursuing my dreams because I'm too scared that I'm not going to make it. So we always have a choice. I always say we always have a choice. Right. Absolutely. So some of our listeners have asked some questions. Uh, this one's probably one of my favorites. So we know that food is a love language in the Dominican culture. How does the culture impact your influence? How do you keep a healthy balance of indulging? And I feel like we answered that. That's like a two-part question. So like, we know that 
in the Dominican culture, like we love to eat, like food is love. You, like I want to, sorry, I want to spe- specify that, especially after studying nutrition, food is a love language in every single code. And when it comes to um, providing someone a, di- a diet, you have to take into consideration where they're coming from what their culture is because you cannot take away something that you grew up with it's part of your identity it's part of your childhood and removing that will remove a lot of emotional things for you and we eat for different reasons we don't just eat because we're hungry we don't just eat because we want to repair our muscles or because we need to work out we eat because we need to be with family we eat because we're happy we eat because we're on our periods we eat we keep because we're sad we eat because we're on a date or we eat because we're heartbroken you know food it's part of everything um so i think it's more so like viewing food as if it's part of my culture i need to find a way to incorporate it in my lifestyle without getting in the way of my goals i don't know if that answers the question i think so i think so but yeah because we also addressed it earlier like how do you keep a healthy balance of indulgence you know like you can have what you want just make sure you balance I will it eat out. Mango. i will still eat mango but for example i'm not gonna have it every single day Right. And for example, if I know that I'm counting calories and before I would have like two eggs with two pieces of salami and two pieces of cheese, then I will have just one of each. Or then instead of going to a restaurant and eating it, maybe I'll make it myself and I'll try to make it a little bit lighter in, in, in fat, you know, or finding ways like arroz con habichuela, um, rice and beans. It's not about stop eating it because they're actually very good for you. It's just maybe making it with less um, fat, less grease, maybe making it yourself and having less quantity than what you're used to. And what would you say to someone struggling to be consistent with working out? Okay, I'm going to be a little bit harsh here, but we're all adults. Uh, we all have the same 24 hours, the same seven days. Um, and it's all about priorities. Um, a lot of people, and I could say this confidently because I've done this many times, we scroll on social media for hours collectively um we spend i don't watch tv but a lot of people spend a lot of time watching shows and they can easily watch three and four episodes back to back me (laughs) so then it's just about priorities if we have the same time why can't you just take 30 minutes one hour from your schedule to take a you time you know i feel like a lot of times we blame oh but i don't have motivation i don't have this well motivation is not gonna come to your door and gonna be like hey hello eh, use me no, you have to take action and you have to remember that you're an adult, that you make your own decisions and that you have the choice to either do it or not do it. Um, and I will say, just look at your calendar, look at your time and block some time for it, like make an alarm if you have to. And if you know that at 8 p.m. after work or at 7 p.m., you usually sit in the couch and watch TV for like 10, I mean, like two hours, then say before I sit down to watch something, I'm going to do a workout. Yeah, to add on to until I do this. Yeah, to add to to add on on what you said that sometimes motivation isn't gonna cut it. Um, I think you told me that before. I was you were like, you know, sometimes you gotta dig deep into discipline and just really like be real with yourself and be like, do you want this or not? Like I told you this, yep. And I was like, oh, well, I do. And you were like, okay, so figure it out. Like, make it happen. Like, just because you had one off day or two or maybe a whole week doesn't mean that, yeah, all the work that you did is over. Like, And look, uh, you're, you're a mom. How many other moms are doing millions of things and they work out? Girl, I don't know. How many <laughs> other people that are not moms? I don't know how we do it. <laughs> a 
lot of the times I'm just on autopilot and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this done. And sometimes I do it with like Noah on my back, literally. Like he'll climb all over me and I have to restart the whole set. It's annoying, but it gets done because that's something that I've. That you want. I've, I want and I've attributed to my self-care routine as a whole, right? So for me, working out is more than just, you know, getting closer to my goal body or whatever. It's literally self-care because I genuinely feel a lot better about my day or anything after I work out. And like you said, it's 30 minutes, 40 max. And I could watch TV for like, it's like forever. And of your time, 2% of your day. That's nothing. That's Thank not exactly. Um, and I and like you've told other people in the community too. Like if if thirty minutes is too long, break it up. Do fifteen here, fifteen there. As long as you keep it moving and keep it pushing, that's what's important. No matter like how bad, we, like everything in life. If you think about it, whenever we truly want something, even a person, oof, we put all of our energy into making <laughs> it happen. So it's just on the oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with your body if you really want to if you really get tired of your shit oof you gotta move you're gonna be like yeah i i need to yeah that's definitely what happened for me and i've shared this with you um you know at the beginning of quarantine i was kind of like all right i have to make a decision i'm the heaviest i've been in like ever in my life um and this quarantine shit is gonna it's gonna be a while so i can either let it tear into my mental health and completely destroyed me, right? Because my mental health was total shit at that point. Or I can work out and be distracted and just do some, you know, like be productive in a different way. And here we are almost a year, our one year anniversary together, um, still doing this, you know? And it doesn't feel like, you know, because I don't want to become a, a, a personal trainer tomorrow, right? That's just not, that's not, can you imagine, like, I'm laughing because it would be hilarious. It would be a joke. It would be a literal joke. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's so organic how it's just become a part of my life. Like, people ask me, oh, I'm working out at this time. Don't bother me. If I don't respond, my bad. And I've done it multiple times. I pick up the phone and I'm in the middle of holding a squat and I'm like, I'll call you back because I'm currently dying. I'll talk to you later. Can I highlight that? That um, it's also having boundaries. I feel like a lot of us, and I used to be one of these people that I used to wait or for like a friend or my partner to want to work out with me um, or something better, quote unquote, would come out. And I would say, oh, I'm just going to work out another day. So it's like, once you realize that it's your priority, you have a lot of boundaries. You're like, you know what? Um, this is my me time and I can. So like you said, this is the time that I'm not even going to pick up the phone. Or even if you don't want to come with me, I'm going to go anyway, because this is for me. Yeah. No, I was definitely that person, like in the past where I've gone to the gym, the few times that I've gone, like I didn't like going by myself. Like that was a total like, um, but yeah, now, now this is what we do. This is what we do. I do it for 30 minutes a day, but you do it all day, every day. Oh, exactly. uh, just changing lives every second of the day. How does that feel? Like, do you ever sit down and be like, wow, like oh. I am literally impacting people's lives? Yep. I, um, like I said, I do everything with intention for the most part. I try to. Um, and this makes me so happy. Every time someone tells me that I inspire them, that because of me, something, something, I could die that same day and just be fulfilled 
that's why I feel like my needs are not like that crazy because those little things make me super happy. Um, so I'm grateful every single day. I'm not super surprised because I have created this life. You know, I always say that you create your own reality and I fight every single day to, to do this, to be able to help people without having to sacrifice who I am, remaining authentic. I always want to attract people like you that are aligned with me and that are willing to grow with me, that know that this is a journey and we're trying to get better in so many different senses. So that that makes me really happy. When you tell me, um, you said exactly what I needed to hear or, you know, why you have helped me change my life so much. Every time you tell me stuff like that, I'm like, you know what? My mission here is done. <laughs> I, that's how I feel every day. So you feel like you've, uh, you've kind of figured out your purpose in life? Um, I believe that we have different purposes. I know that at some point I'm going to stop being a personal trainer and I feel like it's going to be soon, not like the next year, but um, soon I give myself a couple of more years just because I want to fill so many different hats. I know that I came here with different, I don't want to say talents because I don't consider myself myself talented, but with different, um, how do I say this? Every time I learn I feel like I can help people unlock that part of themselves. So the more I discover who I am, the more, the more I'm going to help people discover who they are. And somehow, some way, I'm going to try to make my life and what I do um, become aligned with that, if that makes any sense. No, it does. So um, I know that there's different purposes. I don't, I'm not attached to one thing. Yeah. Okay. I will challenge you though. <laughs> I will challenge you though and say that you are talented. You're super talented. Uh, so don't ever say that you're not because you are. Um, can we, before we go, can we get a little insight on what those potential next things could be? Uh, yes. I'm trying so, to be a client forever. So what, what are we doing next? What's next? <laughs> okay, so my One of my biggest dreams, and you know this, is to host retreats for women, wellness, wellness retreats, where we're going to tap into meditation. We're going to tap into the physical, mental, and spiritual part of us. It's going to be a weekend thing in nature with like-minded women. Like I want to have like a sisterhood kind of thing. Um, I just really want to... I just really want to lead women to to become the best version of themselves and come out of those retreats inspired to empower other women. Like, I just want to start, like, this chain. Um, empowerment. I Love also want to be, um, uh, what a word, like a motivational speaker. It's one of my dreams. And a life coach, which I already feel like I'm a life coach. So I have a certification. So. Yeah, I'm definitely a life coach because I train – I coach people more than the physical and I don't know, maybe in the future, who knows? I don't know. I have no idea. But you <laughs> but welcome whatever comes. Exactly. I know that it's going to be some type of coaching because um, based on my human design charts, I am a coach at heart. It's what I enjoy doing the most. I love connecting with people. I love having this one-on-one conversations and it's always going to be part of who I am. So no matter what I do, I'm always going to be a type of beautiful. Thank you so much. I think that we will have a part two of this episode because you touched on a lot of different things. Uh, and I guess the continuing theme that I kept hearing was intention. So I want to know a little bit about how you work that into 
you know, the work that you do now and how you intend to expand that later. Um, so we'll chat. Thank you so much, beautiful, for your time. Thanks for having me. Loud. I hope the birds were not too loud. <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear them. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not even, it's either that or I'm deaf. I don't know. <laughs> it could be either or, right? Um, but yeah, I will see you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>